I don't know if we could have asked for a better month of October, to be honest, in terms of golf weather. I'm not done golfing this year. We got a couple weeks left. It's 60s the rest of this week, Gabe. Yeah, it's fantastic. It feels weird to stop talking about golf. Yeah, but you just stop posting the scores, I guess. If you're somebody who is going to be posting those scores, can't do it after October 31st, you're then out of season in the state of Wisconsin. But there is still plenty of golf to be played, and I'm sure plenty of places will continue to be open as long as we continue to have this great weather. For example, I'll be heading up to Black Wolf Run on Saturday playing the original championship 18 i missed my invite is <laughs> this saturday what's our this, tea time? this saturday uh we'll we'll we'll, we'll talk we'll talk off air i officially was not in that force <laughs> all right we'll, who we'll wants to come play air. the original 18 with me i'm free this uh, week i don't know you're a busy guy you got i mean you got so many of you know with, with the bucks starting back up now you're you're, you're on tv you're gonna be a busy guy this offseason you didn't ask i got a couple days off between uh you know game early in the week could play uh, we'll figure it out it's all right gabe i we'll know where i stand in your golf list now <laughs> we'll figure it out so something we thought we would do today because it is halloween and we wanted to have some fun with this and, and we've gotten some pretty good reaction just based on some social media stuff we posted earlier in the day but it's halloween it's the scary time, and there are plenty of shots that everybody has stood over here in the great state of Wisconsin that just freak you out, that bring a little bit of that fear, whether it's a par 3, par 4, par 5. So we thought we would ask, what are the scariest shots on the par 3s, par 4s, par 5s in the state of Wisconsin? And we have a number of great responses that we've gotten. Uh, I also asked a couple of people around the office here at Good Karma Brand, some teammates from ESPN Milwaukee, WTMJ. Uh, this is going to be, I think, a very fun list, and, and it was a fun exercise for the people I asked to do it. So if you're you know, sitting back listening to this, go through that list yourself because I've got a wide range of responses from the people that I have reached out to. What about you? Yeah, it, it seems like you know whether you go public or private, um, you stay in this southeastern Wisconsin area or you go across the state, there are a lot of options. There's a lot of great golf courses. Um, but there, are a, there seems to be a common theme, I think, especially on the par threes on the list that I'm gathering. <laughs> sure. Uh, par fours and par fives are a little bit more open-ended, but um, l- let's dive into it. There, there's a lot of good ones on these lists. So the first one I'm going to start with, I talked with Vince Vetrano. He hosts Wisconsin's Morning News over on WTMJ, avid golfer. I've played with him in, in some of the Wisconsin, excuse me, the Milwaukee County stuff. He's a member at Oakwood Men's Club. I'm a member of the Brown Deer Men's Club. So uh, he started with his par three. He went Meadow Valley number 17. And that I, I feel both those par threes on the back at Meadow Valley are usually playing into the wind, which make it a little bit tougher. It's a hole where if you miss left, you're down on the 18th tee box. Uh, you, you, if you miss short, you're going to be down in kind of this uh, good luck trying to find the ball. So there's a bit of a forced carry there. And it just becomes a tough hole where your bailout options are very limited. Meadow Valley's is sneaky hard. Oh yeah, it absolutely is, especially when you get, get to that backside among those four courses up in Kohler. But there, I mean, you play seventeen, eighteen is a tough finishing stretch, oh, yeah. especially if that wind is blowing. Eighteen, you have that forced carry over the water, depending on, on where the that second pin shot. Is. Yep. 
Um, I, I like 17 there. I, I, that was not even one I thought about. There are a lot on that property <laughs> I did, but that uh, that's another one that kind of, yeah, I, uh, I could see that. So he went for his par five, number seven at Washington County. Uh, water all the way up the left. The fairway kind of slants down there. It's not an easy layup, and it's a very shallow green, so it's a, it's a very tough par five. One that yeah. has given me trouble over the years when I've gone up to Washington County. Because again, once yeah. that wind starts blowing, if it's blowing toward the water, it's hard to keep it out of there. Washington County is another one of those, depending on what type of weather you get, you can go super low or you can have a terrible day out on the golf course. And that's a good, that's one I had on my list as a tough par five because of the damage with the water and you never know which way that wind is whipping. And his final entry as his par four, just because it's a core, it's a hole that's given him trouble. And it seems like it should be a relatively simple hole, but number 18 at Oakwood, he said it just over the years being a member there, just it, it the left is dead. You can get blocked out some trees on the right. It's still wide enough, but when you're getting 218, standing over a tee shot, and you know you have to hit a pretty good one when you're playing a match, he said the pressure has gotten to him plenty of times Those at number 18. Those mental demons, man. I mean, we all have that hole on the course that we like to play that it shouldn't be as hard as we make it. But oh, something yeah. about standing on that tee box and thinking about... My especially late history. in the round. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Especially you get in those final couple of holes when you're playing match play. Hands start shaking a little bit. It's a good list from Vince. So who do you have? Do you have uh, any entries you want to put into this one? Yeah, I talked to uh, teammate Brian Anderson, voice of the Milwaukee Brewers on Bally Sports Wisconsin. Does stuff for Turner as well. Big golf fan here in the state. Uh, he's a member out at Legends. So his par three of uh, scariest holes. He has number 17 at Bristlecone, which is a really short par three that when you stand on the tee box, it's not hard. But depending on where you hit that green, you could. he says you can three, four putt any given day out there. So Ooh. he has number 17 at the Legend of Bristlecone on his list. He also has Milwaukee Country Club number eight, which is uh, one of the better holes in the state yeah. of Wisconsin. That is mm-hmm. a tough one. Um, his his par four is one that I certainly have some mental demons on and gave you a witness as firsthand. Number two at Aaron Hills. He has <laughs> his scariest par it's- four. It seems like it should be nothing. It's a short par four, but the way that green is perched up is just so hard to hold anything, even hitting a wedge into that green. It's it becomes tough. Yeah, if because you, don't, you want if to you hit don't some, hit the green, you're dead. You want to hit something high, but at the same time, it's Aaron Hill, so the wind's probably going to be blowing. So if you throw it up in the air, it could go any way wherever the wind's blowing. It just so then you want to try to hit something low, but maybe it runs out. It's quick green. It's sitting up. It's yeah. There's there are a lot of bad things that can happen on two, despite it seeming so simple. He goes to another big course for his par five, number sixteen at Whistling Straits, which you have the elevated green. You're yep. coming into arguably the toughest closing stretch in the entire state of Wisconsin with 17 and 18 on deck. Um, A lot of people overlook 16 and because you're so close to the lake, again, we're talking wind because wind seems to be a common theme in golf in this state. Um, But that's an elevated green, tough one. I can see 16 at Whistling Straits causing a lot of people problems. Yeah. Oh yeah. I absolutely can. Cause it kind of gets narrow um, in the landing area. So if you sit back and then you're trying to lay up and it's, and again, the, the water left is always looming on that hole with Lake Michigan. It's always a fun hole to play yeah, as well. I, and a couple of my buddies that I play golf with regularly, uh, my buddy Keith and Madison, Ryan and Kyle here in, in Milwaukee, they all had the exact same par three as the toughest in the state. And I think it's probably, if you're listening, the most common answer, it's number 17 at Whistling Straits. It seems to be the most daunting 
tee shot for many who have had the opportunity to play that course. Yeah, it's you can't if you if you hit it left, you're going to be lucky that it stayed up. Like Justin Thomas and then you know Jordan Spieth hits the miraculous shot during the Ryder Cup last year, but as somebody as a lefty, and I like to fade the ball. Yeah. Okay, well, you better not overturn it. And and when we played out there earlier this year, I got scared and I ended up pulling it right, and it ends up being a bad tee shot. You have to trust it, and you have to hit a high quality shot. And then when it gets the pin gets put back left, whew. That's just a tough one. That's uh, I, I got one there from Shane Blackman, um, yeah. who's a, one of our sales teammates here at, at Good Karma Brands. Uh, he had Whistling Straits number 17 as his par 3 yeah. as well. My buddy Blake had 17. He did say, I want to clarify uh, that when the wind is either in your face or toward the water, that's really when it gets oh, it yeah. gets difficult. He's also a lefty, so he likes to play that draw in like you. So when you're fighting against a tough wind Oof. blowing out... Uh, you only have one place to bail out, and you're aiming way right if you're a leftier. Yeah. My, my buddy Will, who I play with and partner with up at Brown Deer, um, also had whistling number 17 as his par three. It, again, that's going to be a very, very common answer. Yeah. And you have that giant bunker that Pete just decided to put on the right that kind of protects it if it's on the right. Um, and, and you it, walk up to it, and you're so like, it, it's But also prevents not... a bailout right yeah. because of that bunker there. But then when you get to the green and you look back on the hole, you're like, God damn it, Pete Dye. <laughs> this bunker's not even that close to the pin. No. But when you're on the tee box, you're thinking about how you have to carry it. And it's just one of those things. He, he just mentally defeats you on a tee box. Yeah. And uh, 17 is is one of the best holes in the state, one of the best holes in the world, really. Um, it is not my hardest hole par three in the state. We'll have that coming up later in the show. Yeah, we'll give ours out there. I do want to say just another par three out there from Greg Matzik over on WTMJ. River number 13. So staying with Pete Dye, um, but depending upon the tee box you play, if you play one of the back tee boxes, you know, sometimes the greens are over there, but blues and blacks are definitely always over on the right-hand side where you have to carry it over the river, and the river is also on the right. And oh, by the way, there's a tree on the left. Yeah. So you either have to try to hit a long iron up over that tree. Good luck also with any sort of wind. Or if you're a righty, try to play a draw that starts out over the river and hope it draws back. If you're a lefty, same thing, but you're playing a cut. Something about Pete Dye, you know, God bless his soul. He's an unbelievable golf architect, but he loves to put trees in the middle of fairways. Yeah. He, he does it at, at Harbor Town, where the RBC Heritage is in uh, Hilton Head. He, there's, there's a hole out there where there's literally just a massive tree in the middle of the fairway. He just likes to mess with you. Yeah, that's what he does. He likes to visually mess with you and sometimes just actually mess with you, as in the case of the tree on number 13 at the River Course. We're going to continue to run through some of these, so uh, make sure you tweet at us. We'll get to some more as we continue. We're going to ask uh, a friend of the show, Rob Jansen, WSGA Executive Director. He's going to be joining us next to talk about all things WSGA. We'll ask him his toughest par 3, par 4, par 5 in the state. And our opening segment has been brought to you by Heartland Movement Center. Improve your golf game with a personalized approach from their experienced team. Learn more at Heartland Movement center.com again this is the time you want to be out there hitting some balls with Ari really working on your swing he's going to have a different approach to it I highly recommend it go to heartlandmovementcenter.com to find out more Rob Jensen coming up next on the tee you're listening to on the tee with Gabe Neitzel and Stephen Watson on 94.5 ESPN presented by Annex Wealth Management and Fairways of Woodside (laughs) 
show of the 2022 golf season on the tee. And we are going to be joined by a guest this week on It's All About the Drive, courtesy of Ewald Automotive. Sometimes it's all about the drive. But off the tee, it's all about the drive. The best and biggest shots of the weekend. That house is like 400 yards away. Is that good? That's unbelievable. It's all about the drive. On On the Tee is brought to you by Ewald Automotive. Shop the Ewald Automotive Group, home of the 20-year, 200,000-mile limited warranty on all new vehicles. Visit any of their eight locations today, in-store or online at ewaldautomotive.com. Ewald Automotive. We make it easy. The executive director of the WSGA joining us, Rob Jansen. Rob, thank you so much for taking some time hopping in studio with me and Steven. Yeah, no, I can't believe the season's uh, winding down, last show of the year, but excited to be here with you guys. Well, I, I can't imagine, like, y- you talk about things winding down. I don't, I don't think it's actually winding down for you because, yes, the golf season is over, but now it's time to plan for you guys with all the events you're going to have in 2023. Yeah, I get asked a lot if my job is full-time, and, you know, people think, like, Wisconsin, short golf season, long winter, you know, what do you do? But there's a lot to do. We have a busy tournament schedule that we put together. We ran close to 100 events in 2022 and looking to top that in 2023. So that takes a lot of emails, a lot of phone calls, a lot of yeses from courses to to make that happen and start planning out a, a great 2023 golf season. In a perfect world, how many events are you guys trying to put on in, in a calendar golf season here in the state? Yeah, the goal is always just to meet the demand of players, and you know that demand keeps rising, so our number of events keeps rising, uh, which is fun, just adding new events and doubling down with our most popular formats and adding more of those and just getting around to all the great courses in the state. So um, it's a fun challenge to make happen. But, you know, the goal every year is to hopefully do a little bit more if the demand is there for players to, to come out and compete. Well, you had a new format as we talked with Rob Jansen, executive director at WSGA. I played in one of them. The two-man scramble was new to the WSGA. How did that go? Is it coming back for next year? Yeah, 100%. Those have been a big hit. Um, I think we were up to six of them in the Scramble Series in 2022 here. So I'd say we'll at least have that many um, with a year-end championship, looking to book some more great venues. But I I think people hear Scramble, it just puts them at ease a little bit. Um, Not a super intimidating format uh, to be able to sign up with with a friend, a buddy, I think takes some of that intimidation away. So we always try to tell people, competition isn't that scary come out give tournament play a try Um, it's fun to see your name on a leaderboard feel some of those butterflies feel those tournament nerves a little bit but at the end of end of the day it's all about fun and and players just have a great time coming out and and playing in events i'm quickly learning on this show where i rank in gabe's uh, friend list of who he invites (laughs) to play uh you know late season golf two-man events but it's okay it's okay do you ever get an opportunity to sign up for your own events and is there one that excites you in particular that you guys put on on an annual basis or for this upcoming year yeah so i do not like to play in our own events um i I like to help out where i can and, and support the staff as much as i can with those events and it's a big task to to run all those um i've played in one wsg event in my 12 years so far it was a net partners event um i was going to be there to work it um, but we had a late wd um so we had an odd number of teams so 
we would have needed to pull, you know, one of our volunteers or rules officials to go along with the group just to serve as a scorer because they can't score for themselves. So rather than doing that, I paired up with one of our other staff members and got to play in the event and um, was hoping for just a nice middle-of-the-pack finish. I didn't want to win a WSGA event. <laughs> I didn't want to finish dead last yep. in a WSGA event. Yeah, you, um, you would never heard the end of either of those. Yeah, so mission accomplished right there in the sweet spot, middle of the pact, not going to raise any eyebrows, good or bad. And it was fun, but I'm happy to be on the other side and, and help out and, and support the events. Rob Jansen, Executive Director, WSGA, our guest here on the T, uh, 94.5 ESPN. You bring up net partners, and I've played in that a couple of times. It's such a fun format. Explain to people what that is and, and how you guys use it at the WSGA. Yeah, the Net Partner Series, uh, similar to the Scramble, you can play with a friend, you know, play with a buddy, uh, which makes it, I think, a really good time. From a format standpoint, the slight difference is you're playing your own ball, and some people like that more than the Scramble, where you both hit a shot, you pick the best one, play yeah. from there. I think everybody knows that format. Um, but the Net Partners, they're stable for it. So um, if you have a blow-up hole, you just get zero points. And the better you play on a hole, the more points you can get. Um, and then for each hole, we take your points, your partner's points, and then your team best ball points for a third score per hole. Um, so if I put up a goose egg and Gabe, you make a good birdie and, um, you know, pick up a couple points for the team, we get my zero, we get your points, and then we get your points again for our third score. So um, it's a fun format. It can be a tough format. Uh, you got to play pretty well to, to win those. But again, it takes the pressure off knowing, hey, if you, if you break a rule, if you hit a bad shot, if you rinse a couple, you take your zero and put it in your pocket and onto the next one. You guys are going to be uh, preparing for the State Open next year at, at Aaron Hills. Um, it's, it's hosted a lot of big events during its time. How excited are you guys for that opportunity? And you know, what type of numbers are you hoping to have interest-wise in that? Yeah, our, our state amateur, it's our biggest event of the year. Um, Four-day stroke play championship. It goes to the best courses in the state. Um, have the best players playing in the event. Um, and just really special to be at Aaron Hills again next year. Uh, we were there in 2015, two years before the U.S. Open, um, for our, our last state amateur out there. We usually don't go back that fast to a site. Usually it's more of a... 20 to 30 year rotation um, but I think Aaron Hills enjoyed hosting it so much um, they have such a passion for giving back to the game and for amateur golf as soon as the event got done they said when can we do it again and we gave them the next open date you don't say no to that request <laughs> you book that as fast as you can so um, last year at Sand Valley with our state amateur we set a new entry record I think we were around 880 entries Wow! Um, breaking the record from Aaron Hills in 2015 so we think there's a good chance that Aaron Hills might take that record right back and, and we expect a lot of interest a lot of demand and really excited to get back out there when can people start to expect to kind of see those emails about what that schedule is going to look like and how to sign up because some of these formats we've talked about the the uh the net the net partners and the two-man bet the the two-man scramble had a lottery system because they're so popular when can people start to see those emails about hey here's how sign up's going to work this offseason 
Yeah, great question. So uh, working hard on the schedule right now. Hope to have that locked up in December, kind of put the finishing touches on it, um, start getting the websites built out, get it ready for public release. Uh, we typically release the schedule in our January issue of Wisconsin Golfer, our monthly digital magazine that we produce. Um, and as soon as that goes out, everything goes live on the website. We usually open up tournament entries in mid-February. And we're always just blown away by the interest right off the bat, you know, middle of winter in Wisconsin. And people are just itching to get excited about golf, start planning out their golf for the next season. And they just start signing up like crazy for events. And and like you said, we've had to move away from even first come, first serve because events were selling out in minutes. And people were getting upset because they'd be there ready to go when entries open. And get it in right away, thinking like, hey, I'm, I'm great, I'm in. And we tell them, hey, you're 40th on the wait list. And that's not a it's, a, it's a problem. It's a good problem, but, you know, we decided to go to a lottery, so there's no rush to sign up. It's not about how quick you can press your buttons and get the entry in. Just get it in in kind of a one-week window that we put out. Uh, and then we do a lottery if it's oversubscribed, and um, teams still are going to have a good chance to, to get in. There's going to be a lot of events, um, a lot of opportunities to sign up. So, you know, we encourage people, hey, sign up for everything you can play in, and, and we'll try to get you into as many as we can. All right, we've gotten there. We've, we've given you plenty of time to think about it. It is Halloween. We've been doing it all. We're going to be doing it for the rest of the show. We're going to be asking our next, next guest to give us as well. Rob, what's your scariest par three, par four, par five in the state? I feel like you give a unique advantage from the WSGA because you've been to so many other places that maybe not everybody's been to. Yeah, so I've seen a lot of courses from running events. Uh, my playing can be limited at times, but um, I'm going to tap into that playing side of the of the courses that scare me the most and the holes that scare me the most. Um, I, I think, like you guys touched on, you know, whistling straights from a par three standpoint. I mean, pick any of them. Anytime <laughs> you you throw water into the mix on a par three with me, and I'm going to be a little scared. Um, but I'll go in a different direction. I'll go out to Wild Rock uh, near the Dells. Yeah, great and the, course. The quarry hole. Um, in addition to water scaring me, um, elevation changes scare me. So you get up on that tee, a huge drop off uh, leading up to the hole, and and just not an easy golf hole and not an easy tee shot. Yeah, forced carry. Yeah, forced. all carry. <laughs> Because when he says quarry, if you've not been up there, it is literally a quarry below you. So you have to get that ball to the green. you got to carry it all the way there. Yeah. And there can be some wind you have to navigate from time to time out at Wild Rock as well. Yeah, number four at Wild Rock, the, the water hole, too. Where you oh, all, yeah. All damage. I mean, that, that's a tough course. Yeah, if they put that back right, yeah, that can, yeah, those, both those par threes, and it, it seems relatively uh, innocent. But no. Uh, do you have a par four for us? Yeah, par four. I'm going to go... To a hole most people probably aren't going to expect, but I'm going to go Sand Valley, hole number two. Um, it doesn't look super intimidating from the scorecard, but it played as the hardest hole at Sand Valley during the state amateur. Interesting. Um, it's just eight players up. It's a it's a tough little hole. Well, it's not that little. It's a tough hole. <laughs> um, you got to hit a good tee ball. It's a blind second shot. And just kind of a diabolical green complex with runoffs and, 
you know, long is dead, left is dead. Right's um, not great. Yeah. yeah, right's not great. Um, <laughs> short's really good. Um, but if you miss in the wrong spot, you have one of those tricky recovery shots to, you know, kind of a tabletop that you need to to land it on. You can go back and forth. And it's where, you know, we had players make some really big numbers. And, you know, it, it dashed a lot of state amateur dreams this year. Yeah, the... The Kaiser family's done an unbelievable job with that property up there. It's kind of built for your regular, everyday golfer, amateur golfer. There are a couple of really hard holes on that golf course. I think it's seven, the par five at Sand Valley as well. Um, Mammoth is a little bit easier for people that play on a regular basis. But Sand Valley, there's a couple of intimidating holes. And a lot of people don't hit, like hitting out of the sand either. And there's plenty of that up there. I like that one. That's a good one. Par five, which is the scariest one in the state, Rob? Par five, um, I'm going to go Aaron Hills number 18. Just for me, it just is one tough shot after another for me. It's not a hard fairway to hit, but it is a hard fairway for me to hit. Um, and then I, I, I usually don't have a number where I can get to the green. It's all carry if you're yeah. going directly at it. You know, trying to hit the Justin Thomas hero shot, which I don't have. Um, so you're laying up out to the right. You know, there's that bunker in the fairway, and it's just kind of a difficult, uncomfortable layup shot to even play it safe. And then if you do hit a good one, you still have a tricky final third shot approach into that green. If you go long, you're running all the way down, and you're in a you know you're in a mess down there. It's got the false front, so if you just don't catch it right and leave it short it's going to kind of run off short and i've i've had a lot of decent rounds going at aaron hills that have yeah. come to a screeching halt on number 18 um i'll drink so. a fesky rescue to that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> rob we certainly appreciate the time thanks for playing along and uh, can't wait to see what the events you guys have for the wsga coming up in 2023 yeah, thanks, guys. Uh, great work with the show, and look forward to seeing you guys next year. Rob Jansen, WSGA Executive Director, joining us here on the tee. We're to one of the top five Palmer courses in the United States. We're talking about the Bog, a challenging but playable golf course in the beautiful natural setting in Saukville, Wisconsin. Of course, home to the ESP Milwaukee Open. Do a lot of great things with the MAC Fund as well. Still some great time. Go to their website, golfthebog.com, if you want to book a tee time for some of the great weather we still have here in the state of Wisconsin. Mike Meisen from X-Golf is going to be joining us to talk a little bit about what you can be doing this offseason. Make sure you are a better player for 2023. That's next on the tee. This is On the Tee with Gabe Neitzel and Stephen Watson on 94.5 ESPN. Presented by Annex Wealth Management and Fairways of Woodside. And on the team of 2022 we're sad but that just means you've got some opportunity to get better in 2023 you got to take advantage there's so many great places to go and we are happy to be joined by our friend mike meisen from x golf he's the general manager and head pro out at x golf in brookfield as they continue to expand all over the place mike thanks so much for the time buddy gabe steven thanks for having me uh, also thought i should just mention this right away steven since uh you know uh, he is also my co-champion of the uh, Own of, it, this, baby. of the second flight of <laughs> the it, uh, Polar Challenge from this past weekend. So Mike and I had a pretty good weekend at the uh, at the River Inn and and Whistling Straits. It was fantastic. I mean, can't blame it on the weather, right? I mean, what a weekend to play golf. 
No, it was absolutely gorgeous. So, Mike, uh, what we're having you on, but so let's go ahead and say just just say this: X Golf is a great place to be this off season. What advantages does X Golf give a player to try to get better in the winter of 2022, so they're ready to hit the ground running in spring of 23? No, I think it just gives you a spot where you can go and, and work on your game, right, for the whole entire year. So rain or shine, I mean, we're always open. Um, and obviously during the wintertime, uh, you need a place to go hit some balls, get your, your analytics. And uh, I think that's, that's one key thing that anyone can do. Where before you used to have to maybe spend, you know, thousands of dollars on a launch monitor or your own simulator. We're here, you know, you pay your hourly fee. You can get every number you're looking at, your ball speed, um, your swing speed, your launch angles, um, separation distance, you name it, we got it. Of course, you guys have the beautiful new facility at American Family Field. What's the interest level been like uh, as far as numbers of people? I know that it kind of came later in the Brewers season. It's been great. Um, very well received. Uh, we do two nights of leagues over at AmFam. Um, and then at every other facility, we do three nights a league. Um, every single one of our leagues are sold out, so we want to say thank you very much to the uh, the golfing public. That's awesome. Um, but uh, overall, you know, I think golf, as you guys know, has just kind of skyrocketed, right? Like everyone's given it a chance, and it's been awesome to get to know all these new golfers. And, you know, to really provide a spot where everyone can go, any playing level, you know, to provide that spot to the public, I think is is pretty special to be involved with. Mike Meisen, he is the head pro and general manager at X-Golf in Brookfield, joining us here on the tee. What do you think is the number one thing people need to, or maybe the, the average amateur needs to do during the offseason to make sure they're getting better and, and they're ready to go for the spring season coming up in 23? You know, I would say something very simple, like know your distances. Right, like know how far you carry your wedge, know how far you carry your seven iron, know how far your driver actually goes. I think we've all played with uh, maybe an individual where they think they hit it 310 yards, and you know they hit it about you know 250 yards. So I think when you can just lock in, especially on your carry distance, I think that's a huge thing, and you can take that information. You can actually get that information at any X golf. Your carry distance, it's one of those there, and you can definitely put that into your golf game and use that pretty much in every round of golf you're going to play in that uh, upcoming next uh, 2023 season. Uh, it, I think another thing, Mike, for me at least, I think lessons. And, like, if you want to redo a swing, this is the time to do it. Like, it's it's inconsequential oh, to do so. Uh, what kind of lesson packages do you offer if somebody's looking to uh, get better out at X-Golf? Yeah, so we got a, uh, an individual lesson, which is uh, basically $79, and um, it's an hour long. Um, you're going to get all the analytics. We use V1 software, so we're going to put you up on the big screen. You're going to see what your swing looks like. We're going to kind of put it in between different golfers, such as like Tiger Woods or John Rahm, uh, trying to give you some good optics that you can see. And then also, like I said, you can get the analytics too. So as far as dialing in your game, um, as, as far as those two, those two huge components, I, I think it's it's very advantageous for, like I said, any beginning golfer or any scratch golfer where they can really improve their game. And our long lessons, like I said, are 79. We run three-pack deals, we run six-pack deals, and we run another 10-pack deal. Obviously, the more lessons you get, the more value you kind of receive, too. So, And definitely a great time to do it. 
uh, during the winter season. So once the weather does get nice again back in uh, uh, May, hopefully, or hopefully April, we'll say, you know, your game will be fine-tuned and you'll be ready to go. All right, Mike, we've played a lot of golf together, and, and I asked you this question before you came on because it's something we've been doing all show long. We're asking people, because it's Halloween, the scariest par three, par four, scariest par five in the state. So we'll start with the par three. What do you think is the scariest par three in the state of Wisconsin? You know, I guess a lot of this is kind of codependent, I think, on some wind. But, you know, I guess you could always throw up, like, uh, the straight 17. But I guess a hole that I think is like a a sneaky par three that's tough, I think it's Washington County, hole number 14. It's basically all carry over water on that left side. Usually you've got a wind coming into you from right to left. So any kind of right-handed golfer is going to be fighting that wind to keep it out of the water there. And then there's a bunker back of it. So I think that's a, it's a scary hole, especially if you've got some wind in your face. Yeah. I mean, you, you miss short left, you're dead. You carry it long or you try to bail out. It's a tough up and down. I think that's a, that, that's a really good submission. Yeah. I think if people are listening and they have not played Washington County, they might be scared of playing Washington <laughs> County because it has made the list on a number of accounts. <laughs> good. Uh, I tell you, Washington County is the one golf course where you're just out there and you are just exposed to the elements. So yeah. What do you have as your par four, Mike? Toughest par, or excuse me, scariest par, par four, four in the state? Yeah, I guess for me especially, because this hole just owns me, it's going to be uh, number five at the bowl. Yeah. yeah. Um, I am surprised we have gone this far in the show with nobody saying that hole, because Jack Nicholas, oh. man, like yeah. Jack just thinks everybody should be as good as him, and it turns out there was only like one guy as good as him ever. So that hole, you just can't miss anywhere. You play that stretch of holes out there in the woods, like who pissed off Jack? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I mean, you got lateral left, you got lateral right, and then if you have to actually hit a good tee shot, you have to go over a ravine to a a green that's kind of sloping at you, and then the the putt's just, you know, it's actually a lot slower than you think, especially if you're going up the hill. What about your par five, Mike? What do you have as your toughest par five in the state of Wisconsin? You know, my par five, I'm going to go with the Irish course, number eight. I think, again, with some wind, it's a very, very visually intimidating, scary tee shot um, off the bat. There's a couple little pot bunkers out there, too. So you could rip a drive down there and just miss a little left, and then you're in one of these little peat die uh, pot bunkers, so you got to pitch out. And then your second shot is, is uh, no walk in the park either. Uh, but it's a great hole, but you know, I think every shot on that hole is, is pretty scary. Uh, yeah, if it makes you feel any better, our uh, mutual friend Will, who uh, plays with me out at Brown Deer, also had Irish number eight listed as his toughest par five. Because, again, it, it seems like it should be nothing. It's not that long of a par, especially for Pete no. Dye. It's not that long yeah. of a par five. But he just has so much trouble everywhere. And you got to hit back uphill going to that green, which has some, some yeah. tough slopes on it as well. Yeah, I, I think that's like a sneaky one that most people don't think of. And then you go play it and you go, wait, how did I just make double there? Yeah. I've right. said it once. I'll say it again. The Irish is harder than the Straits. I will go on the record Absolutely. saying that. Stephen, I will agree with you. It's a I beast. Think that the, uh, the Irish course would, and when the river is harder and, than both. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I think I think Mike will attest to that, given how we played the river as a team versus how we played the Straits this weekend. Mike, we certainly appreciate the time, buddy. I know you're busy. You got leagues. Get back to the leagues, and uh, we look forward to hearing from you on on the tee in 2023. Gentlemen, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. 
That's Mike Meisen. He is the general manager and head pro out at X-Golf in Brookfield. Again, check them out, xgolfbrookfield.com to book your tee time. Make sure you're getting in some swings this offseason. Annex Wealth Management, proud sponsor of On the Tee. It's time to know the difference. Annex Wealth Management provides investment, retirement, tax, and estate planning as a local fee-only fiduciary. It's time to put things in order. AnnexWealth.com. Click the Get Started button. Stephen and I reveal our toughest part three, four, and five in the state. Coming up next on the tee. Forget about changing that dial. More on the tee with Gabe and Steven next on 94.5 ESPN. Here on 94.5 ESPN, do you want to remind you that golf weather is still going strong here in the state of Wisconsin. And even when it turns, you can still head out to fairways of Woodside and enjoy the great hospitality they have out there. Whether you want to play their golf course outside and enjoy the nice weather or take advantage of the four track man sims they have inside, just check it all out at fairwaysofwoodside.com. Again, thank you to Fairways of Woodside and Annex Wealth Management for being presenting sponsors all season long. The Bog has been a big part of it. Aaron Hills, uh, Heartland Movement Center. Thank you to all of our partners who have been with us here in Season 2 of On the Tee. Yeah, it's really special to see this golf community come together. I mean, we're all such big fans of so many of these courses. We're spoiled by them, and it's great to see all of them supporting each other. It's amazing when people from outside of Wisconsin come here and play, how amazed they are, not just by the courses, but by the hospitality. We just have a lot of good people here, and... um, we're, we're proud to have this show in this state talking about these great places. Oh, yeah, without a doubt, without a doubt. So it's time to get into our own scariest par 3, par 4, par 5. Part of our course review this week, thanks to our friends at Waste Management. Fescue, hole placement, dog legs, hazards. What don't you want to know about Wisconsin's variety of golf courses? It's time for On the Tee to give you a course review. Brought to you by Waste Management, a company that values inclusion and diversity, safety, our customers, and the environment. Join the WM family and visit careers.wm.com. All right, we've been holding on to him, Stephen. We have a lot of great submissions. Again, Meadow uh, 17 getting some votes, Whistling 17 in terms of par threes, uh, par fours. We've seen the bull number five get votes out there. Um, you know, so a lot of tough par fours out there. Par fives, Washington County, number seven. Irish, number eight. Aaron, number 18, has certainly gotten some votes out there. Let's start with our par threes. What do you have as your scariest par three in the state of Wisconsin? So there are a lot of them out there. Um, of course, you have number nine at Aaron Hills. You have 17 at Whistling Straits. Uh, both of two of the best courses or holes in the entire world. Um, but my hardest... Part three in the state, when I stand on a tee box, is number 13 at the river course. What Pete Dye does to you mentally on that tee box, playing from, let's call it the blue tees, which is 205. You've got the Sheboygan River on the right. You've got the trees overhanging on the left. It doesn't matter if you are a righty or a lefty. It's the same difficulty because if you're a righty, you have to play a draw off the Sheboygan River when you likely have fly fishermen down there that you might kill. (laughs) And if you're a lefty, you have to play the same type of draw over trees, and it has to be all carry over those trees because if you hit the top of the tree, you're knocked down, and you're then 40 yards short of the green. Um, it's, it's almost unfair playing it from yep. 205 with that angle. Um, and if you add wind into the mix, I mean, it's stupid it. hard. Uh, it is definitely the most intimidating par three in the state to me. It's number 13 at the river course. Yeah, so I went with number 15 at Meadows, so sticking with Pete Dye. And the one thing that will always freak me out is forced carry. 
You have forced carry where, you know, okay, I got to make sure I hit this solid so at least it gets there. In Metal 15, I want to take a breath after I've played Metal 14 (laughs) because it's one of the tougher par fours on the state that I thought about putting on my list of toughest par fours because of what that challenge presents. But then you get up to Metal 15, I feel usually it's blowing into you. It's usually playing somewhere between 180 and 200 yards. So you're, you're hitting the shot into the wind, have to get it there. Can't hit it short, can't hit it left. If you hit it long right, which is kind of the bailout, the green is so big and there's so many undulations on it, it's a hard up and down. It becomes, all right, if I just make a four here, I feel like I've done okay. And, yeah. and even though it's, so, and then the added pressure of, oh, it's a pretty big green, I should be able to hit it, but it's just so tough to hit and you can run out so many different places. I went with Meadow number 15 as my par three. Yeah, Meadows, it's a tough course and one of the better finishing stretches in this state. I mean, I talked about it earlier in the show, but number 18 at Meadows is one of the most picturesque finished in the entire state when you have to hit over that, you know, river once again. Yeah, you got to worry about killing more fishermen as you're coming up when Meadow Valley's number uh, number 18. What do you have as your scariest par four in the state of Wisconsin? No surprise here, Mr. Die. It's got me again uh, with the visual intimidation here. Um, I'm going to go another big course. I think number 18 at Whistling Straits is the toughest par four from uh, standing on that tee box, knowing that you have to hit two perfect shots. You have to put your drive safe off to the right, usually clubbing down. So mm-hmm. you're already thinking, I need to hit a safe shot here. That never does well for me mentally on a tee box. I'm more of a get up there, grip it, and rip it. But if you rip it, like we had when we played with Michael Riley a couple weeks ago at Whistling Straits. We both hit great drives, dead middle, and we were long, and we were in the crap. Hit them too good. And all of a sudden, you're hitting three from 180 yards out. And that second shot, that approach is, I mean, maybe the most intimidating shot in the state, just knowing all of the trouble before the green. You've got a clover leaf green up there, and depending on where they put that pin, it is really tough. And then you've got people having lunch, you've got people having drinks, watching your every shot. I mean, it's that stadium feel there at Whistling Straits that's so special as a finish. I think that 18, diabolical at Whistling Straits, is the scariest hole in the state when it comes to par fours for it's, me. It's such a great hole. It's got a, it's a great finishing hole. Of course, has the history with Dustin Johnson, the PGA, and Grounding's Club, and the bunker. It, it has so much great history. But I've had more success there than I've had on my toughest par four in the state of Wisconsin. And I go to your fav- one of your favorite courses, Stephen. You've, you've played it probably a thousand times. I'm going to University Ridge, hole number four. I, I just don't know what to do there. I've tried to hit driver, and you just run out of room. I've tried to play it safe, but then I block it left into the trees. I, I just don't know what to do at University Ridge number four. I feel that's a hole that I step up to, and it's just ready to kick me in the crotch every time I yeah, play Yeah, I'm happy with a five there. Um, I know for a fact that every single year at the American Family Insurance Championship, that is the highest scored hole for you know some of the best Champions Tour players in the world. I mean, you've got the right mess, you've got the left mess, and the fairway just bleeds you to the right. And then you have to hit to an elevated green that you can't really see where the pin is. You can't tell exactly where it is on the hole. That's a great call. Uh, University Ridge in Madison. And, I mean, of course, number five at the bowl, we both... Oh, yeah. We we love that hole, but... I, I hate that hole. <laughs> 
You love it this time of year, though, right? Oh, you got it's the, so you got beautiful. The foliage. It's, yes. it's like it's you're you're kind of just tucked into that tight little pocket there at the bull up in Sheboygan. That's another really tough par four. I know that was close on both of our lists. Yeah, it certainly was, and, and got mentioned from Greg Matzik. It got mentioned from uh, Mike Meisen, who just joined us. But yeah, there there are a lot of really good par fours to choose from. What do you have as your toughest and scariest par five in the state of Wisconsin? I feel like I kind of copped out and went all big courses here, um, but. I, I've had the opportunity to play Aaron Hills many times. They're friends of show, just amazing people out there. And I have had a lot of really good rounds there that have been ruined on number 18 at Aaron Hills, the par five. Something about that hole, I'm not a long hitter, so I have to plot it perfectly. And I usually... Wait, plot, you don't go to the Justin Thomas plaque and try to hit your three with I that walk, far? I stare, and I go, wow, that must be fun <laughs> to be able to think about going to the green from there. Um, may, maybe there's something about like the anticipation of the fescue rescue. I can just feel it on my lips. Sure. And I just I get a little handsy. I don't know what it is, but I, I just find that approach shot into the green when you've got, depending on where you are, if you go too hot, far upright, it, it's a long shot. If you play the right angle and you have about a hundred yards in, you have to you have to flop it perfectly onto that green because if you go long, you're dead. Mm-hmm. And I've been dead many times down there. If you go left, you're not in good shape. Exactly. Oh, and then if you miss right, good luck hitting a delicate little pitch shot. Yeah. That's going to trickle down potentially to the left part of the green and to all those bunkers that they they put over there. There's a reason Justin Thomas will forever be etched into the the fairway there at Aaron Hills because that shot he hit. Not just distance-wise, to, but to be able to hold that green with a three-wood, it is one of the more impressive golf shots that we have ever witnessed. And uh, 18 Aaron Hills takes my lunch money every single time. It's so pretty with Holy Hill in the distance, but it is the toughest par five, most intimidating to me in the state. So my toughest, I go to Trapper's Turn up in the Wisconsin Dells, and they have, if you haven't been up there, they have three different nines. And the lake, number nine, it's a par five. There's a pond that you have to deal with on hole one as well. And it dog legs around it. So for me as a lefty, if I want to hit a little cut, okay, how much of this am I cutting off? And then if I cut too much off, okay, now I just blocked it into either dead or some trees where maybe I can find it and punch out. All right, so let's take the easy way. We'll just hit an iron off the tee. We'll we'll, we'll just hit it to the edge of the dog leg, take the water out of play. Then it's just a long, narrow, skinny water on the right, trees on the left, and you cannot chase anything up to that green because there's a little creek that runs in front of the green. It's a tiny green that has a lot of undulation to it. It, it just requires such precision in order for you to pull off a par or even a birdie on that hole. Yeah, and, and it doesn't have to be distance on these par fives. A no. lot of them are just that approach shot. You know, I, I haven't had the opportunity to play Trapper's turn, but you get kind of some of those narrow windows up there, mm-hmm. that part of the state, you know, with, with a lot of tree-lined fairways and greens. Um there's a lot of options to, to pick from in Wisconsin. Yeah, certainly are. We hope you enjoyed uh, today's show going through some of the toughest par three, par four, par fives in the state. Hopefully you kind of have that same thought exercise uh, as you think about it coming into this offseason. Thank you to list, for listening all season long. We'll be back in 2023. We're looking forward to it. Big state, big year in the state of Wisconsin. We heard Rob Jansen from the WSGA say Aaron Hills. That's where the state amateur is going to be. Of course, we've got the U.S. Senior Open in the state up at Century World. Plenty to talk about in the world of golf starting back up in 2023 so thank you for listening to the 2022 season of on the team